Hey guys, welcome to the first episode of Ingression, where potentiality turns into actuality. I'm your host, Tsunami, and I'm here with the guest speaker today. <laughs> hey, what's up y'all? It's Leo. <laughs> and so today we just kind of want to, number one, I want to introduce what the podcast is going to be about, and then I want to just go into the topic that we're going to share today. So my aim for this podcast is just to be a beacon and send out transmissions about being able to unpack the collective consciousness through my own individual experiences and through my um, journey of self-awareness. So today I want to speak about what I've been experiencing in terms of reworking and rewiring and reprogramming my relationship with food. And how I view food, and how I view the body, and eating, and all just all that whole little that corner of the human collective consciousness, and how we all feel about food and eating and all those good things. So, just a little background. Um, I guess for a very long time, probably pretty much my whole life, I've probably been like super concerned with like what my body looks like you know like body image and stuff yeah. like that <laughs> I mean it's, it's such a thing in our society to focus on the body especially when everything around you says you're not enough come get this because what you have is not enough you know eat this because what you have you know is not enough and so what would begin to happen you know and what personally happens with me and so how I know it happens with the collective as a whole is that we begin to undervalue ourselves because we're focusing so much of what is not us because we are impermanent and this body is the exact opposite of that. So with all of that being said, I had started to maybe in, I'll say maybe February, I'll say, started to really become aware and really conscious of how I want to have a relationship with food and eating in my body and what I want it to look like and man so many different things came up (laughs) because what we have to understand is when you take the time to become aware and set your intentions on something you'll get exactly what you ask for yeah you're gonna get what you ask for every time (laughs) You just have to be patient. You're definitely going to get what you ask for. And so I really wanted to reprogram my relationship with food. And so I would allow myself to um, eat whatever it is that I decided that I wanted to eat. At first, I had really big reservations. And that's where the work started. When I started to think about how what other people think. What would other people think if they knew what I was eating? When you started getting, when you introduce yourself to being self-conscious. Yes, absolutely. And just to parenthetically pause right there, Mm -hmm. I really wanted to be said that there is this horrible um, negative connotation when it comes to being self-conscious. You know, we talk about it and we usually relate it to having low self-esteem. You know, I'm self-conscious. And then you think about all the things that you really don't like about yourself when you think about being self-conscious. That in itself is great, but we can't see that how great that is just to even be self-conscious of how you actually feel about yourself. And I didn't know then that 
being self-conscious is just being able to be aware of how you feel in the inner dialogue and how you talk with yourself. And so I allow myself to be self-conscious. I allow myself to become aware of my body and its feelings. And guys, <laughs> if you do not check in with yourself, you will never know how you talk to yourself. Because you got to think about it, being self-conscious and being aware of self has been demonized from the beginning. It's the origin story of Christianity. She ate from the apple, she became aware of self, and she introduced it to her mate, and they became aware of self as a pairing. Mm -hmm. And that was considered to be one of the greatest quote-unquote evils you could commit at that Mm -hmm. time. But all you're doing is just becoming aware of self, like you said. That's it. Um, Starting to pay attention to what you think about, what you consume, um, on all different types of levels, Mm -hmm. uh, how you feel. Just checking in with yourself. People are conditioned to sort of just move through this life in this what's the word I'm looking for um just a zombie state and when you go through that awakening process where you become aware of the self um because it's gonna happen eventually at some point or another like with the society we live in today it's just you're gonna become aware of self at some point Mm -hmm. it's just like they act as the gatekeepers for that. So they wait for you to sort of wake up and then they bombard you with all this different mm-hmm. stimuli about why you are wrong mm-hmm. as a being mm-hmm. when all you have to do is just be. That's it. And introduce you right to this. <laughs> and it's been a, an absolutely amazing experience being able to rework my relationship with food because for so long I have blamed my body how I feel. I have blamed my eating habits for how I feel. I have blamed my responses on how I feel instead of just feeling how I feel and doing what I want to do anyway. So the the big thing that I want to make a point here in this specific episode is that do everything not only with intention find yourself feeling guilty about doing something take a second realize where you're judging from go even deeper and get to the root of the fear so for me I would always think about what would other people think you know if they knew what I ate or you know I would blame my body for how I felt I felt unhappy and so I needed something to put the blame on because I wasn't quite there and ready to say oh this is how I'm feeling there's nothing change how I feel I can only feel how I feel and so I was like attacking my body constantly and something that I said on Twitter like a week or two ago my body's been released from prison for a crime it never committed never committed <laughs> the only way to rehabilitate is through taking the prison is through coming to myself right now and letting my body know that it's not it I'm not blaming you anymore you know you can relax you can come out of fight flight or fight mode you know you can bring the cortisol levels down you know you can bring the adrenaline levels down because I'm not blaming you anymore you won't be in that constant state of stress of and stress. not understanding where it's coming where from. it's coming from when it's coming from you the whole time and so um, just being able to allow myself to exist unconditionally without always nitpicking with myself has been such a relieving experience because I'm now able to actually explore who I am outside of 
what I look like. That's been one of the most peaceful experiences is releasing and making peace with what I appear to look like because it's so impermanent. And I've noticed that the less that I focus on my body or focus on acne or focus on these very superficial things, they just kind of alleviate themselves. And I've noticed that my attention and my energy and my emotions that I, I was putting towards that and putting my energy focused on that was making it yeah, exasperate and I was amplifying it you know with all the wonderful beautiful energy that I have and that's another thing guys don't get discouraged when you find out stuff like this understand that you're very powerful and you can do things like that <laughs> right <laughs> you, can, you can exasperate and amplify anything that you want to you just have to understand that you have a choice and I didn't want to amplify that I wanted to amplify my impermanent self the part of me that does not change the part of me that has always existed you know and work from that space and everything else will just be what it's gonna be because that's all it's gonna be just like we talked about yesterday whatever it is that's being observed it's only gonna be what it is how we describe it does not matter. The example that we used yesterday, you know, just for context, was astrology. We're all looking at the stars. It is what it is. But we're describing it in these completely different ways, and it doesn't matter. Because that just, you can think about, um, I forgot what I was watching this on exactly, but it had something, like, to do with astrology where... The narrator was kind of discussing how when it comes to the constellations, humans have found different ways to put or create pictures in the sky with the lights that are there. It's like you can go back in so many different um, religions and cultures and spiritual paths where people have just used the stars in so many different ways or just used the same cluster of stars in so many different ways that it sort of kind of relates to what you're talking about. The outside appearance doesn't really mean much. Mm-hmm. It's just the meaning that you put to it. Mm-hmm. So if you switch the meaning, you change your perspective, you kind of redirect where you're putting that energy, then that's what you get out of it. Mm-hmm. It's just how you do it. It's all about what you choose in. Mm-hmm. We have to um, definitely make it adamant to share with other people that we're choosing. Don't complain and don't blame because we're all consciously choosing whether you feel like you're consciously doing it or not does not matter you're consciously making a choice to do something you have to amplify that part of yourself that does that that's the impermanent part of you that does that not the self that you see and so just to roll back into you know what the second little topic is and just the, the whole collective consciousness and how we feel about eating we have such an issue with being ourselves and really being raw and being open and we're so afraid of feeling our feelings that our whole society is basically based in beauty is basically based in body image and largely surrounded by food of course especially when you think about cancer and Virgo Both constantly give 
<laughs> they do. And so when you're in those states of not being able to give to yourself and have a reservoir and not be depleted when you're giving out, you know, you'll have things that are exasperated in that area. You know, this is actually a good topic to actually talk about. Those different body parts in the zodiac, that is definitely something that people need to definitely start looking at. I've, I've used that to my advantage, especially when it comes to um, reprogramming the way I feel about eating with my placements. So, in tropical astrology, for example, I'm a Cancer Sun, Mercury and Venus, and I have an Aquarius Moon. So, all of my Cancer placements are basically Aquarian, you know, placements. And Aquarius has a lot to do with, you know, uh, technology and the collective. You know, it's a very humanitarian type of placement. Um, it's a very objective sort of placement. And Cancer is the exact opposite. <laughs> They're more of the individual, you know, the close, you know, the personal, and those type of things. And so, the way in which I kind of use those energy to kind of reprogram my my relationship with food is, I experiment. <laughs> I literally experiment with my body, you know, in, in many, many, many different ways. Um, like what I was discussing earlier, allowing myself to eat what I want to eat and feel my feelings anyway. issue for me was using eating or using judgment to be the cure for my feelings, to be the alleviator for the pain that I was feeling. But that doesn't help. There's nothing that you can ever actually do to feelings just want to be felt that's it they just want to be felt that's all they're for they want to be felt recognized acknowledged and released and that's why I think I've gotten this may sound like a little harsh but I've gotten really good at letting people go because yeah when it comes to like the feelings or the love being there it's like I'm gonna feel it while it's there but when it's gone then I mean I'm not going to try to force it because if you try to force it then that's when issues start to come yeah. in because you're trying to like um, just kind of a side note to how I'm going to explain this one weird thing happened this morning I woke up around like 3 or 4 a.m. and my deck of cards like my tarot cards mm-hmm. are on the floor mm-hmm. and the only two cards that were flipped over were the four of pentacles and the eight of pentacles and then at the bottom of the deck were the high priestess and the ace of cups mm-hmm. and the way I interpreted that was Whenever you try to hold on to something out of fear of changing, out of fear of moving forward or having to let go of um, what you sort of built your foundation on, that being the Four of Pentacles energy, and you try to make it work, you try to continuously, um, I guess, keep it together by doing whatever you need to do to keep it together, you just, you really don't end up anywhere. So, um, I was going to actually tweet about it this morning, but I decided against it. But I was going to say, 
It's just like the more you hold on to it, the more work you have to do to just to hold on mm-hmm. to it. Like the four pentacles. But mm-hmm. when you move into that high priestess energy, when you just kind of sit back behind the veil of like duality mm-hmm. of like, should I do this or do that? Or you just kind of like be mm-hmm. and you let what happens happens. Mm-hmm. And because you, you know whatever happens is going to work out in your best interest or for your highest good, mm-hmm. that's when the Ace of Cups is able to come mm-hmm. in. And you just, you get exactly what you want, probably mm-hmm. more than you want, probably mm-hmm. more than you can handle. Overflowing. But it, yeah, it overflows. So it's just, it kind of goes hand in hand with what you was talking about. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I just kind of wanted to, you know, speak on that. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> um, this is something that's, that's big image and how we view these bodies all this stuff is definitely something that is being viewed and accessed and analyzed by me for sure because I don't I don't want I, I it is not very desirable for me um, to have people worry so much about their bodies when this is this this is this is not it yeah. <laughs> like, it's so much other stuff going on. It's a lot. Of, it's a lot more things that we need to be. In my opinion, we should be focusing on our impermanent selves, the part of us that does not change, the eternal part of us, the part of us that's going to be here when this body is done. The soul. The soul. <laughs> and that's not to say neglect your body. You know, for the person that's out there thinking it right now, but that is to say that this is not your only form. You have you can't neglect your other forms, and I realize that through um, also looking at my relationship with dogma, about how I kept getting trapped in those kind of like egoic type of like culty concepts. And the hive mind type of thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. especially about food and my body and the way it should look, and and it all came from the same root fear of not being accepted slash the trick the uh, the so not being accepted is really the same thing as me constantly abandoning myself because it doesn't matter what's going on outside of me it is if I don't feel accepted or I don't feel like I belong then I must not be focused on my impermanent self. I can be focused on my impermanent self. There's a root fear that I won't be accepted and that I'll be abandoned. So I must be doing that to myself. I have to be doing that to myself. Because for you to feel out of place or not accepted anywhere, you have to be neglecting yourself somewhere. Mm Because if you feel at home in yourself, wherever you go, that's your spot. You, you take yourself with you, take your home you with take you. You take home with you. That's where home is, where the heart is. Mm-hmm. It's not right. wherever you build whatever. Exactly. No, it's where the heart is. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I have to. I had to find a way to be comfortable, and the only way for me was to channel and go through those fears yeah. and be able to say, "Oh, <laughs> that was not as bad as I thought." Yes, it was. it's really never that bad. It's, it's really just not. your perception of it. And I had to really view a lot of old childhood things, like something that personally came up, like when I hurt my knee, when I um, had to have David take care of me, was the fact that I remember when I first injured myself ever, I fractured my ankle, and I went into my mom's room to let her know that I was hurt, and I laid on her bed, and she told me to get out, because I was getting her bed dirty. And so that was the first kind of like moment where 
it was I can see how that would develop yeah mm-hmm. and it was just so where you would never let yourself like really sit and be in pain because you would always find something else more important than mm-hmm. that yeah I can exactly see that. and so <laughs> I started to neglect that part of myself because I would be okay yeah. you know there's no reason for me to go into it you know it's wimpy yeah. you know etc etc and so I had to really bring that up bubble it up and be able to come to myself and say we're not there anymore that's not happening now and to all my Virgo placements that are tearing up yes we are talking directly <laughs> <laughs> yes I feel it too I feel I have it a in Virgo my chest rising, guys, and so. I have a Virgo Mars like, we understand yeah. so it's okay we're okay you can hurt it's fine it's you can fine. be in pain and not have to do anything about it the it's only okay. way out is through yes <laughs> the only way out is through you cannot hate yourself and you cannot cling to the loves of another compartment of yourself you have to go through it you have to feel it you have to cry you have to get angry you have to do everything mm-hmm. that you think you don't want to do especially that anger you have to feel you that have anger. to feel it because you'll take it out on yourself if you don't if you don't and you'll keep being in this constant cycle of judgment i'm at the point where now i'm observing myself doing these things yes exactly i've been experiencing that as well and yes. that i love being in that space because i'm not so close to the project where i'm still like why the fuck are you doing this or is this some stupid shit and i'm just like oh <laughs> i'm doing something and that's that this is happening how am I feeling? And I'm checking in with myself every second of the day, every time I get a chance, every time something's triggering me. I'm making sure that I'm checking in and making sure that I'm implementing the program that I want to be there now. Because for me, this reprogramming is huge for me. It's huge for my genetics. A lot of people talk about eating better for genetics, but no one talks about raising the collective consciousness better you know, for the genetics. And that also needs to be a conversation. That's going to be a whole Yeah, because Bobby, Bobby Hemet actually talks about that in one of his videos. But that, yeah, like I said, that's a whole different conversation. That's a whole different conversation. <laughs> but, you know, guys, definitely eat healthy. This is not to say don't eat healthy because there is such thing as eating healthy and not eating healthy. But the issue that people have is they judge one is good and they judge one is bad. So if you judge eating healthy is good, then you automatically think not eating healthy is bad and you judge yourself can't eat healthy 24-7. Yeah. Because, like, I've known <laughs> some people who have... Because that been, includes not eating. Yeah. That includes not eating. That includes fasting yeah, too much. Exactly. Because, like, um, for instance, I've known some people that went straight vegan, and it's just not in their genetics to eat just straight, you know, vegetables and fruits like that. And they started losing teeth. They started getting sick. Mm-hmm. And it, it's because they, for one, didn't transition well mm-hmm. into it. And two, it was like... You have to listen to your body, body first. Your body before you jump is on so the fast. Your body is so yes. wise. <laughs> your body no your body will tell you every single thing that you like literally just ask. And like, tell you, for like, instance, I was watching this TED talk where this guy was talking about how he went and spoke to this um guru in India who he was asking about like a certain type of medicine. And it turned out, like, when he went to go see this doctor, and I'm kind of just really paraphrasing right here. When he went to go see this person, he was like, your medicine is onion rings. Go and eat onion rings until your body says stop. And it's just like, listening to your body, sometimes you will not understand what it means. But he went and did that, and whatever ailment he had, it healed it right up just from eating onion rings. Mm -hmm. 
Absolutely. You just gotta listen to your body, and, and the most important thing is moderation in yes. any in any thing. You people, listen, people. We have to let go of our attachment to dogma. We have to let go to our attachment of wanting to be ruled. We have to let go of our attachment to this structure that is absolutely killing us and is making our consciousness level stagnant. We are stagnant because we are so attached and in love with dogma. And at the same time, we hate it. In both ways, you nothing fucking happens. Because with the Eight of Pentacles, Four of Pentacles energy, with the Four of Pentacles, if you look at the car, you can Google it from the Rider Waite bit. He's so concerned with holding on and balancing what he already has that he can't move. Mm-hmm. His Whatever he is holding on so tightly to is the same thing that paralyzes mm-hmm. him and stops him from growing. Like she said, which makes him stagnant. Mm-hmm. And therefore, when you try to introduce the Eight of Pentacles work, like the eight of pentacles energy where you're constantly trying to work and move forward you're just keeping yourself in a cycle because you're not going anywhere mm-hmm. you're just working towards the same thing because you're not willing to go out of your comfort zone mm-hmm. and just you gotta go out of your comfort zone sometimes and you have to even one step further mm-hmm. there is no comfort zone yeah. it does not exist you say it does not exist there is no such thing as a comfort zone you either won't or you will <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there, I, I, I just, I want to break all of this apart. Mm-hmm. I want to break it all apart. We lie to ourselves every day, and we never question. There is no comfort zone. You are, you just don't want to do it. But be okay with that. Yeah. And if you can't be okay with it, then you need to do something. Mm-hmm. And that's it. So, just to wrap this episode up, I want. What I would like for people to start to do within themselves is just sit. Ask yourself questions. Be with yourself. Check on yourself. Let yourself feel. Stop judging yourself. Go even deeper than that. Figure out what it is that you are so afraid of and do it. Open that door and walk in. And walk See in. what's in there. And then leave. And, and leave. And, and it's fine because we are storing these experiences in our body we're storing them here because they can't they already exist they and already that's why, happen that's why we're storing be, them um, passed down through exactly like exactly we're storing them inside of our body find your way whatever it is for you let it go relax figure it out there is no rush you have all the time in the world literally to do this because it doesn't stop in this life the work always continues so again guys this is aggression (laughs) (laughs) where you know we turn things into reality where we bring things and we manifest them and we send them up and it levels us up so thank you guys for coming and joining golf clap (laughs) (laughs) and we will surely 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 see you again